Robert Half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. I didn't know that. I didn't either. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. Interesting. Mm. That's why you need Robert Half. Yep. I don't think that's a person. That's the company. Okay, I was confused. Yeah, their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI. Welcome to connect businesses (laughs) of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. See, at Robert Half, they know talent. I wish I had had Robert half back in the day oh, when I was hiring. Okay. So, no offense, Sona. Oh, it, it, I feel like you did mean to offend me. Yes, you wouldn't be here if I had had Robert Half. Okay. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Hi, my name is Kristen Chenoweth. And I feel petite about peeing. About peeing? (laughs) (laughs) Can we just leave it right there? (laughs) Yeah, leave it like that. My name is Chris Chenoweth, and I feel petite about peeing. (laughs) You're welcome. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends Hello, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Really a, a way for people to come together and learn to love and learn... What? I just, I had nowhere. I had nothing. <laughs> you really had nowhere. I had but nothing. You, you went to the most unlikely thing. It's possible. really not what this podcast is about. Not at all. And uh, I apologize. I just was phoning it in. You were phoning it in. Yeah. And I'm and I'm here in studio. Of course, always joined uh, by my, what are you, an assistant? Oh, it's come someone, on. Someone who works with me. I'm um, your assistant. You're someone I pay and then I don't know anything after that. Okay. <laughs> Sonam Obsession. Yeah, I'm your assistant. You're I have my assistant. been for 11 years. 11 long, years now. Long, long years. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, Matt Gorley, producer. Uh, you do a terrific job, Matt. You really do. Thank you. Yeah. And I've been your producer now for three years. Can you believe that? Oh three my Is it really? We've been doing this well, for three years? Three seasons, two years. Okay. You're always so much nicer to Matt than you are to me. What? I feel like lately, lately that's yeah, just been the lately. situation. Yeah. I think I got a little self-conscious about, you know, you and I are together all the time in the trenches. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, you and I, it's safe. You say atrocious and horrible things to me. Right. Um, there's a lot of bad behavior back and forth. And it's just how we communicate. And we're sort of brother, sister. It kind of works. I think I've gotten a little self-conscious lately uh, about Matt because I don't know Matt as well. And then, of course, sometimes I'll give him some swipes here and there. You haven't talked about any tweed suits or a handkerchief or pipes or. Right. And so I think I got I think I I went a little easy on Matt for a while, Uh but maybe it's time to double down again. Yeah, I think so. Sorry, Matt. Thanks a lot, Sona. I can't take it all anymore. You got my back. I'm like the uh, (laughs) I'm I'm the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Um, 
Matt was staying perfectly still, so I couldn't see him. Yeah, but she then threw a torch at my. But foot. then Sona, yeah, threw a flare at him. <laughs> Matt caught it and started bobbling it. Oh no! Suddenly, I saw him. He ran into an outhouse, and I bit him in half. <laughs> that's what I just. That's what I just did to Matt Gorley. So oh, no. thanks a lot, Matt, Sona. I'm sorry. I just needed to save myself. It's okay. It's okay we, because um, I want reality to be reflected when he calls me Twee. I'm wearing just a flannel shirt and a Yankees cap. He's got a crocodile Dundee hat. Oh, Oh, let's talk about the hat. Thank you. Thank you. I do have, I'm not wearing it right now. Um, Like any gentleman, I took my hat off and and put it down when I entered the room. (laughs) That sounded like a swipe. During COVID, I have been wearing a Crocodile Dundee hat. You can just look up Crocodile Dundee and you'll see the exact hat. I bought this hat in Australia when we went there to shoot a travel episode of the show. Uh I saw this in a shop and I bought it as a joke. Uh, and it's got the, uh, I don't know if it's crocodile, I guess it's crocodile teeth around it. And um, it's this iconic hat that I got as a joke. And then I put it on and I look great in this hat. <laughs> yeah. I really, I'm not gonna, I'm, I can't, I'm trying to put it on now with headphones on, it doesn't work. I look great in this hat. And when I put it on, people start to laugh and then it's on my head for a second and they say, that's a great hat for you. Yeah, I and, think you feel cooler wearing it too. Well, don't you think it actually looks pretty good? I do, and you've had a lot of hats because you have to wear them to pr- protect yourself. Yeah, from mobs like, of people who might recognize no, me. No, I meant from, from the sun that might turn Oh, the sun. You. Oh, I, yeah. thought you meant from, I thought you meant from beautiful women that would go like, oh my God, it's Conan O'Brien. I've got to have him. And I'm like, no, no, no I'm married. Please, please, supermodel, no. Sunburns. Sunburns. That's what you need That's to protect you your stamina. And you, used to, you usually wore like these floppy hats that were kind of- I didn't like those. Goofy looking. They look terrible. Yeah. And the no, I've ones, always said I look like Rose Kennedy, the 100-year-old mother of the Kennedy clan. <laughs> You'd see pictures of her at the beach at Martha's Vineyard, and uh, she was this 100-year-old shriveled-up woman, and she was covered in 50 pounds of hats and loose clothing, and that's what I look like when I'm on the beach. People actually say, I can't believe JFK's mom is still alive. And then they go, oh, it's Conan O'Brien. But I wear this hat, and it looks really good, and I realize it gives me... Let's just say it and admit it, Sona. It gives me big dick energy. Okay. I don't know about, I don't, I will A, never say that. And B, I don't know if it's a cool enough hat. (laughs) When you're wearing that hat, do you ever go up to people and go, that's not a dick. That's a dick. (laughs) That's not a dick. This is a dick. And then I get arrested for whipping out. I know that's not a dick. This is a dick. <laughs> Zip. And you're under arrest. Oh, my God. You no. do it to a cop. Yeah, I do it to a cop. <laughs> the cop's like, what are you wearing that hat for? That's not a dick. This is a dick. Wait, what are you talking about? Did you see a penis when you said that's not a dick? No. Your Australian accent sucks. And why is your penis out? I was trying to do the From Crocodile Dundee? That's right. Well, that's terrible. It doesn't line up. Nothing lines up. You didn't see a penis. So why would you compare your penis to that penis? And then why would you whip it out? Because the hat gives me big... No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't give you big dick energy. And then I'm in jail, and then I have to get bailed out. Yeah. And you're, And then you are the one that bails me out, and you say... Did you do the Crocodile Dundee? That's not a dick. This is a dick again. And I say, maybe. You go, Conan, this is the eighth time I've bailed you out. Stop doing that. Stop wearing that hat, walking around town, trying to find policemen, going up to them and saying, that's not a dick. This is it. And then they go, wait a minute. That's not an Australian accent. You try to find policemen to do this too. I didn't didn't say this was a good idea. This is a bad idea. Why would you go to policemen? I I don't know. Oh, man. I don't Uh, know. I'm just whatever. So, but I do wear this hat and I do think it looks really good. You know what? I agree. I think it's a really cool hat. I'm going to take the headphones on and put it on and you can see me. Hold on. Okay. You got to find the camera. (laughs) You You looking for the camera in that? (laughs) 
has two cameras and he's and you, confused. You look like Roy Overson in a wheelchair right now. I, know. I, have, I have these glasses on that look kind of dark. I put this big black hat on and you said it and I'm in a swivel chair moving from camera to camera. And Gorley said I, I look like Roy Orbison in a wheelchair, <laughs> which is true. Absolutely true. I, and I just did look at myself uh, on, the, uh, on the Zoom camera doing that. And I, and I did think I look like a pornographer. No, <laughs> God, come on. I, I just, and, and not a pornographer who's making a good living, you know? No. Someone who's losing. The, I'm the only guy in the world who's losing money it's trying to sell so, pornography. It's so hard to lose money in porn. I, and, and I'm losing a ton of it. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing so badly as a pornographer that local home-owned bookstores are donating money to me to keep my pornography business going. Wait, what? Yeah, old oh ladies old ladies that are just trying to run bookstores that sell <laughs> fiction, like to sell, that sell, you know, high-class fiction and drama are like, we feel bad for him. So they all get together and they oh take a collection. God, okay. <laughs> That's absurd. I have a little shop that sells antique <laughs> models, but I'm doing better than that poor pornographer <laughs> who can't seem to get it together. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just because tr- I only do Kaiser helmet porn. It's just porn. <laughs> oh my God. It's just porn where everybody in it's wearing a Kaiser helmet with a point. Sam's applauding. Yeah, and, and everyone's just like, this, this is awful. And I'm like, look, this is my vision. Oh, it's man. standard hardcore <laughs> pornography, but everyone's wearing uh, a Kaiser's helmet. Um, oh. we, we can't. We have to get going. It's such a great Sick, show man. today. Such yeah. a great show. My guest today is an Emmy and Tony award-winning actress who originated the role of Glinda in the hit Broadway musical Wicked. Now you can see her in the Netflix original movie Holiday, as well as The Witches on HBO Max. She also hosts the Food Network series Candyland. She's doing way too much. She must be stopped. I'm thrilled she's with us today. Extremely talented. Kristen Chenoweth, welcome. You know, you and I have a certain chemistry that is undeniable, undeniable chemistry. No question. You So you're going to agree with that, right? Listen, I want to disagree, but I can't. <laughs> right. You desperately want to deny it. But, you, but we have a thing. <laughs> but I can't. Whenever we're around each other. We have a full thing. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't know what it is, but I've known you f- uh, for years coming on the show and from the second I first met you, I was like, oh, this is a kindred spirit. We are versions of the same person. The only difference being you've <laughs> you've been blessed with incredible talent. <laughs> but that aside, uh, I am just, and I was trying to figure out what is it? And then I thought, I think you and I are both the kind of people that when the lights go out, we get the trucks to turn on their lights and we jump up on a hood and we give the people a show. Is that what it is? Yes. Also, to add to what you just said, because I too have thought about what you said about you and I, not only that, but whether we make a million dollars or 200, we're going to go for it. Yes. But you mean a million dollars or $200 million? Because <laughs> if it's $200, I don't give a shit. I'm not doing, I'm not doing jack shit for $200. But if it's anywhere between the two and 200 million range. No, I meant 200,000. I meant 200,000. <laughs> you know what I love about this podcast? It's relatable to everyone listening out there. Everyone driving around right now is like, he's right. I wouldn't do anything for less than $2 million. <laughs> Now to get to the refinery. Um, No, it's true. I don't think it has. I've always said I'm very happy that show business seems to pay uh, well. I'm I'm not going to complain about that. But I don't think it's connected at all with the reason I do it. But I've always felt like you. Here's another thing I'll say about you. You feel to me like I think there are a lot of performers that maybe are a product of their times I feel like I could put you in a time machine and put you back like 300 years and you'd be a big star 300 years ago. Like you just have 
that kind of talent that is not related to what's happening necessarily now. You just have, you have the pipes, you have that vivacity. Wouldn't you say that's true, Sona? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's a, it's a timeless talent. Yes. For sure. Yeah, you just said what I said, but you- I said it in a better way, I think. Yeah. Or <laughs> eloquent. Well, I like a the timeless whole... talent. Yeah, I know. I just like the whole time machine. I like the idea of Christmas. Hey, being... please, put me in a time machine. I probably fit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Conan, you know what we are? I think you and I are, are a great combination of old school and new school together, meaning we both have both. Right. I hope so. I don't know. I, I mean, You're supposed to agree with no, me. No, no. I know you have it. I, I feel awkward. You keep putting gloss on your lips. I'm addicted to chapstick, and no, I'm not being paid. <laughs> it's very sensual. You're you're being very sensual as you put it on, and you're exaggerating your movements. I've been alone in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I need to remind you. That I'm a married man, and your tricks won't work on me. I already know this, okay? Oh, my God, you have no idea what she's <laughs> and doing. And I love her. Oh, my wife. More than you, frankly. Yeah, I know. I know. Everyone likes my wife mm-hmm. better than me. What? Now you're drinking something? You've. What are you doing? Okay, yes, I see that. You realize this is a this is a podcast, it's and you keep eat. doing visual stuff. You keep doing visual bits, Kristen, like doing funny bits with the chapstick and funny bits. And you're a mime without a camera, without an audience. I don't know what's happening here. This is a podcast. I call that a Monday. Okay. <laughs> you're having your iced coffee very loudly, and I'm trying to rein you in. That's right. But I don't think you're, I don't think you can you be. You cannot rein me. No one can rein you in. Nor you, sir. Nor you. You're a wild force. Listen, most of this hair is not mine. <laughs> I'm happy to be anywhere near you. I. It's like water in a desert, okay? Mm-hmm. Water in a freaking desert. I realize nobody can see me. I'm just happy to be with my people. <laughs> Understood? I love that. I love that I'm your people. You are. God, you're so fidgety too. Sona, help me out here. Describe what's happening. Kristen Chenoweth, she's all over the map. Yes, I think think she's a lot like you in that way where she can't, I mean, it seems like Kristen, you can't sit still, which is I think typical of a lot of performers. I'll tell you what's killing Kristen and I right now. No audiences. Yes. And I think it has driven Kristen (laughs) over the edge. She's the first guest to say that she wants to pee on me. Um, uh, Which, honest though that may be, she's lost her mind. She's gone crazy because Kristen Chenoweth needs an audience the way uh, any fish needs water. Uh You Um, do. And and me too. We the are way both, you do, sir. Yes, I know. You're so formal with the sirs. We are not in court. You know what Let we me remind do, you, Conan. Why don't you and I, when it's safe, go on tour? Yes, I'll do it. Coco and KC. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> I think we'll give you we'll give you uh, top billing. I think that's only right. But I. You can have top billing as long as I have the most money. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, all right then. My ego says mm-hmm. go for it. Mm-hmm. If I get to have lead uh, billing. Now, listen, here's my question. I think you and I would destroy if we had a a live show together. We would absolutely destroy. I already know this. That's what I'm saying to you, sir. Okay, but here's what I'm saying to you, ma'am. Lady. Listen to me, lady. (laughs) Listen to me, lady. If we had a show together, here's the problem. Inevitably, I know you're a great singer. And everyone says Kristen Chenoweth has a 45 octave range and she's amazing and she's the best singer that ever lived in the world. Well, guess what? I'm a singer too. And I will be acknowledged as a singer. And I think that would be a problem if we shared a stage that I'd inevitably get to have my song Uh and you would have a problem with that. What's it called? I can't sing? No, that is not what the song is called. I can't sing. I know what we could do together and we would slay. As the kids what? say. What? I really can't stay. It's cold outside. I've got to go. Of course, we could only do it in the winter, but wouldn't we kill it? Well, isn't that, is that the song that's become politically incorrect? Oh, great. It, d- it did, but they updated it. That explains oh, my last it. record. Well, no, here's the problem is that I think on that song, it's a guy saying, you know, you, I want you to stay. I'll put something in your drink. You know, <laughs> is, isn't that, is that that song? Help it, me out. Matt, is. is that that song? Yeah, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. And yes, she, it is. It's like the uh, Christmas song with no consent. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and she's saying, like, I really should go. And he's like, uh, hey, baby, no, the door is locked. You know, it's it's creepy. It doesn't. Always By the way, jealous. that explains my last record sales. What are you talking about? Well, that song's on it. And you didn't change the lyrics to. No, but I had a thought, like, why am I going? Really can't stay. Really? I got to go wait. Well, then go. Like, the whole thing happened, but I didn't say anything. I bolted the door. You're not going nowhere. <laughs> I've ripped out the phone. This is our sketch. <laughs> no, I think that's the problem with Good that luck song. getting out. <laughs> Good luck getting <laughs> out. I've got, fr- I've got friends on the cops. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my dad's the district attorney. <laughs> my mama's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I do think uh, I, I I think you're going to have to acknowledge that I have some singing ability. I mean, I know yeah, not compared. You're a musical. To, you're a musical person. Well, why can't you just say, "Yeah, you're a really good singer"? Why can't you say that with an operatic range? Because that's all I have in this life. Let me have it. <laughs> okay, let you have it. Okay, I'll let you have it. You're, you'll be the singer of the two of us. Yes, please. You can have like your sort of pitch, and I'll be right on the money. Yeah, you can do all that stuff. Like I've seen you, you can you can disable a computer with your voice. There's all this stuff. You can launch missiles if you hit a certain. You there's all these cool things that Kristen can do that I've seen her do. Like she can she can make a car alarm go off. Uh, she can um, she can dial anyone's phone with without even touching it by going like. <laughs> and then suddenly, she knows and she knows uh, who to call. She can call. You know, the EMTs. It's really amazing. <laughs> you must have known as you were a child that you literally have a superpower. The, I think you're the only person I know who has a superpower. I think she froze Why, up. Why, thank you. Or did she freeze up? But, oh no. Is it Botox or am I frozen? <laughs> <laughs> you realize, Kristen, many times I've called you and said we were doing a podcast and we weren't. I just wanted to talk to you. I know it. To get away to get away with it, I would then do long ads for State Farm Insurance. State Farm Repair, State Farm Replace. <laughs> I love Mattress Company. <laughs> you know what? I've got to get a life because I know all the jingles. You know what I'm saying? I know all the jingles. No, <laughs> I know. But like I say, getting back to what I was was talking about is uh, I am bouncing off the walls because I love audiences. And then I'm thinking to myself, who loves an audience probably even more than I do? Kristen Chenoweth and Stalin. Those are the two. <laughs> Those are the two, you know, people that love a big, adoring crowd. And I'm not in any way equating you with, uh, Here we are. you know, that terrible uh, mass don't. murderer and despot. Um, but I sometimes, I'm one of those people that thinks, if there's no crowd here, do I even exist? And I feel like you might be one of those people. What are you doing? Mm. Do you are you finding that you're performing more now for people? Like if I if I see anybody, even if they're eight feet away and wearing a mask, I try and get them to laugh <laughs> in a way that often means they call the police. What are you doing? How are you getting your performer <laughs> fix these days? I feel badly for my hotel mirror because nobody's there, and yet I'm performing in. Inside my bathroom in the mirror and next door to me in Vancouver is Alan Cumming and he bangs on the wall like stop singing or stop doing your concert dialogue but it sucks okay there I said it it stinks I hate it I feel starved and I don't know what that says about me like am I a narcissist but it's really the relationship between artist and audience that only live performers, as opposed to dead, only live performers understand. <laughs> did you make a honk honk sound? Is that what you did? Of um, course. No, no, but I understand. I understand what you're saying is that it is so hard to, and look, everyone's dealing with it in, the, in their own ways, but we've got to figure out a way to get audiences back. We've just got to. How do we do it, Conan? Well, that's what I thought the podcast should be about How do we do it? Is the two of us cracking it. Now, they talk about there's going to be a vaccine that's 90% effective. And I don't think that's the way to go. Uh (laughs) Well, because what if if you're that 10% that tries it? You know what I mean? Whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. No one says whoopsie-daisy when they contract COVID. (laughs) That's never happened. Whoopsie-daisy. What happened? 
lungs filling with fluid. That's never happened. That's not what happened. How do you yeah. know? Were you there in every single case? No. No. Maybe somebody went, whoops, a daisy. <laughs> <laughs> At what point when the virus, the microscopic virus entered their lung, is that when they said whoopsie daisy? Maybe. Okay. Who are you to say? <laughs> Who am I to say? Okay, let's talk about this. You say that uh, you're in Vancouver right now and Alan Cumming is in the room next door. If I have to count the number of times I've checked into a hotel or a motel and Alan Cumming was in the next room, I don't mean, I would be, it's like several hundred times. He's always every, you know, <laughs> he just, ask anybody, ask any celebrity who's in a hotel, who's in the next room, it's always Alan Cumming. <laughs> he just lives in hotels. He just goes in <laughs> hotels and complains when other performers try and warm up. He's always complaining about the noises I'm making, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Ow. Um. Okay. You always have to do better than me. Yes, I do. All right. I'm going to show you some of my vocal range, and then it's time for you to be blown away. Mama Shaba. Now, look at that. That was at least seven octaves in there, all at the same time. It was, but I don't know anyone who would pay, and also your tongue comes out of your brain when you do that, sir. <laughs> right, that's supposed to be erotic. That is supposed to be what gets the people into In this. another situation, perhaps. I yeah. understand. Mm -hmm. Help me because, again, I, I don't have your abilities. What do you do to be able to do, I mean, obviously you were born with this talent, but what do you have to do every day to keep the old pipes in tune? Well, I mean, probably similar to you, not really, but I have to get in the shower Warm up because the steam opens up the vocal folds, as we say. Mm -hmm. And then I like to work, work out the bottom part of my register and the top part of my register, which some would say my top is always warmed up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Good God. The top's warmed up if the bottom's in good shape. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to follow you on this. I Anybody want to jump in? I'm, Conan. Yes. Listen to me speak. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't my top always warmed up? Yes. Yes, it is. Your top yes. is always warmed up. I mean, up. I sound like I've sucked helium. <laughs> <laughs> Your top is always yes, warmed up. Yes, Oh, listen, Again, again Sorry. with the lip chapstick. What's going on? I'm nervous. I just miss you and I need you in my life and I need this, okay? I'm sweating. I'm yabba-dabba-doing everywhere, okay? okay. <laughs> in another universe, let me ask Just something. Just like and, you. And, and I think my wife would be okay with me asking you this, but in another universe, say, before I married, whatever, would you and I, could we have ever made it as a couple, do you think? Okay, here's what. Number one, I come up to your belt, so there's that. <laughs> Number right. two, I feel like we would full on, let's get it on, and then after a month, we'd be like, but wait, it's my stand-up time. You listen. Exactly. Like, which one would give up the spotlight? <laughs> but I love that you said, here's what makes me happy. You said we'd have our get it on time, and you implied it would last a month. <laughs> and I, now, there's two ways to take that. There's the, uh, I don't know how to take that. First of all, there's the, that it actually would last a month, which would make me feel amazing if word got out that uh, it was a month-long <laughs> sexual orgy. Uh, that would be fantastic. The other is that uh, you think you'd be like, eh, after a month, yeah, that's the maximum amount of time uh, I could be uh, Conan O'Brien's, I'm going to say later. And vice versa. No. And vice versa. I'd be right? that clingy, weird guy that right kept, answer. even after you told me very clearly it's over, I'd still keep showing up. <laughs> So I just thought maybe we could, but it wasn't clear. Who's this guy? What's he doing here? You I know, really that... can't stay. <laughs> you know what? You, I, I always feel like you have your choice of things to do, but you're the perfect person. And I don't know if it's that the format has gone away, but mm. to bring back the variety show, like that's, You'd be so fantastic at being the star of that kind of Carol Burnett variety show. And I'm, I'm guessing that's something that you've always been kind of intrigued with. Two things. Number one, if that ever happened, the first person on my list, and you can ask three arts management, 
is Conan O'Brien with me. That's number one. You could really? ask Really? You'd want me up there? Yeah. You mean you want me on the show? I'd be like the uh, the Lyle Wagner, well, the handsome guy in sketches. Har- Harvey Corman more. Harvey Corman. <laughs> Harvey Corman. Right. Harvey okay. Corman. Like, yeah, a guy that looks like Lyle Wagner right. but has the comic ability of a, <laughs> of a Harvey Corman. Got it. Second thing I want to say about it is one of my mentors, I have two, is Carol Burnett. And we talk about it quite often. And she gives me the best advice. Only do it if it can be done like, and she's not saying this about herself, right? She's Mm -hmm. saying this about the show and all the elements that came to it. Only do this if it's been being done right, the way we did it with Bob Mackie, like costume designer. Yep, yep. Orchestration, decor. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's the way to do it. And if it can't be done that way, which is expensive, as we both know, then why? Right. This is something I think you can relate to. I think when the pressure's on, my assumption about you is that when there's a lot of people watching and things, and of course, this is what you cut your teeth on, but Broadway an audience, it's got to be right now and it's got to be perfect, that that actually helps, you need that. That enhances your performance. That makes you much better, that moment of right now and it's got to be perfect. You need that pressure. I do better with the pressure. My mom and dad have told me that since I was a little, well, younger person. And they said since you were a very- <laughs> Is it true that you were much you taller? Were you were much this- taller when you were younger, right? You've got, you've got a whole Benjamin Button thing going on. I've seen pictures of you when you were like three Absolutely. and you were seven feet tall. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon, Heidi Klum, watch out. Um, yeah, but it's hard to explain to people who don't have that. At the same time, I don't mean to sound arrogant. It's just- I I don't know how to not do anything else. I don't know how to not show up. When people say to me, don't worry about it to on the day. I don't know what on the day means. I mean, that's the other thing too, is that people are always saying, what are you talking about? It's just this small thing. You're just going to get up and you're going to say some comments and then they're going to cut the ribbon on the brand new swimming pool uh, at the YMCA. And I'm just as nervous as if it was, you know, White House Correspondence Dinner. So it doesn't, I don't know what that is. Uh, I've tried using um, all kinds of medications and uh, nothing changes. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Zoloft. So listen, I want to say something about this very subject. Uh-huh. Song isn't just a song to me. It's a whole thing. Doesn't matter how short or long it is. Uh, doesn't matter how Casey or Conan it is. It still matters. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And oh. for good reason. It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for. Or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level. But they did. (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games. Plus, with tons of rewards to collect like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. It's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. 
With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is the quick, easy, trusted place for your next oil change. Valvoline's convenient, no appointment needed. You can even stay in your car while they do the work. You have to sit in some waiting room, you know? Mm -hmm. Their friendly, certified technicians have over 270 hours of training, and they get you in and out fast while performing a thorough, free 18-point maintenance check with your oil change. We got someone here who just experienced this, our own Aaron Blair. Blair, well, how was it? It was awesome. I took my Jeep uh, jock jams in and got a sweet oil change, and uh, and I actually brought a book because I thought it would take a while, and uh, they had me in and out in like 15 minutes. It was awesome. Well, also, you should point out, you can't read. I can't, So, but I wanted people to <laughs> you, think I could. Yeah, but I mean, you know. uh, come on. Yeah, maybe somebody hot is there, and they're like, oh, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, and then, then you know, now I've, I'm, I got a date. Yeah, yeah I don't but, think that's, uh, that's not how people meet each other. Didn't, didn't have time for that. Yeah, so if you see Blay driving around in his beautifully oiled jock jams, <laughs> give him the old thumbs up, or throw a tangerine at him. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Valvoline, they're doing it right. Visit valvoline.com slash Conan for an exclusive offer towards your next oil change. It's funny because you're also naturally so good with audiences. You're very funny and you're very funny on your feet. And I can tell you love that part of it, which is the old school, I got to get out there. I got to make these people laugh. And it may be, uh, it will it, be completely different laughs than any that I've gotten before, but I'm getting these with these people tonight. And that's proof to them that this isn't just a formula that you crank out for everybody. No, in fact, like I said, some of my best shows been in Schenectady or who's what's it built? It never seems to be like Carnegie Hall or like Walt Disney Hall. Of course, they're wonderful, but- to me, I'm happy with them. But at the same time, some of the just random places, right? it's just a, a lesson to us who do what we do live. Let it go. Throw it out there. Listen. Two ears, one mouth. Listen to the audience and feed off of it. The first advice I got when I came out to L.A., and this is, God, uh, such a long time ago. It was just after World War II. And I came out to L.A. Uh, and um, just off my ship, got off in the Pacific, San Francisco, and then made my way down on an old tramp steamer and um, sort of hung out with some hobos for a while. was a private detective for about two years. And then uh, finally made my way to Los Angeles. And that gets us to about 1985, 86. And when I got there- uh, When I was born. Yeah. When I got there- um, when I got there, I remember taking an improv class and the teacher stopping me and I was getting a lot of laughs, but the teacher stopped me and said, your, your problem is you think too much. And I knew then that she was wrong. Learned the same thing. And uh, that I just needed to um, keep doing it my way. Um, and that's why. <laughs> no, but she was right. She was right. Like, listen and sure. see where, what the opportunities are and see what's going and see what's happening and follow that. Golly, it sounds like we had the same teacher. My teacher said, I can see you trying to be clever and advance. Therefore, you're not exactly in the moment. Everybody else loves it, but I see you. And when she nailed me for that, and she was right. It's a constant voice in my head, not the other voices. The ones that aren't telling you to kill and kill again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Go to the light, yeah. Caroline. Go to yeah. the light. No, it's true. I think uh, the only thing that that's strange about this format, this podcast format, which I started on just a complete lark, was that I like that you can't really have too much of a plan going in. You can, but it's really what it, not what it's about. It's about following whatever undulations and curly cues and 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 little eddies you come upon. Uh, and that's usually where the really good stuff is. It's not trying to force it. And then later on, adding kooky sound effects. <laughs> you had me to little Eddie. You know, a small stream. You know what an Eddie is, something, yes. right? Little, <laughs> a little, uh, it's, uh, huh? huh? What? It's a little stream. Is it Matt Gorley, help me like out. A, it's a whirlpool. It's a little whirlpool. Yeah, it's yeah. Not a stream. Well, it's in a stream, there will be an eddy. There yes, will be an eddy in right. a stream. No, yeah, you're right. It's a Christian, whirlpool. would you please be quiet while we sort out <laughs> what an eddy is? This is a time for you to stand down. <laughs> I yes, have sir. At you. Standing down on the little eddy note. <laughs> Snap away. Look at you again. Look at you. What is that? Help me out. It's not just so that people at home don't think I'm a creep. Kristen has spent most of the interview- uh-huh. Uh, luxuriating with her <laughs> it's a touch up chapstick lip is it a touch up it's Canada I'm dry yeah. I'm dry as a bone okay. probably not the sexiest thing I've ever heard <laughs> see now Matt's doing it too Matt when you do it it's not sexy no it really isn't Kristen yeah. is doing all this stuff yeah. and um, and I'm, I'm just like... losing my mind and then yeah. the shot of you is uh, looks like you're some kind of a rodent chewing on a stick yeah I'm with you I'm gonna leave no 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 I not that just it was good it stopped me from getting too carried away well listen if anybody takes any one thing out of this podcast it's that Kristen Chenoweth and I had there been an alternate universe where we were together um, it would have been a very passionate month it would have lasted I don't know a very passionate month but I'm, I'm gonna say too much passion that that you would have realized that will destroy me that's too much passion it will destroy me and I must get away from this man. Did I interpret that correctly? Let's yeah. not go crazy. <laughs> I think I what? probably lost my mind there a little bit. I apologize to everyone How did listening. You twist it like that. Don't you love the modern technology and the delay? And mm. isn't every isn't it just our work? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. They uh, they have this technology. I'm told advanced technology that allows me to speak to you while you're in Vancouver. But then pretty soon it starts to become you say something and then I wait while it comes through uh, a pneumatic tube over 600 miles in a canister. And then I read it and I go, ha, ah, Kristen said that she likes the cut of my jib. Maybe I'll flirt back and tell her you're not so bad yourself. And I put it in a little canister and it shoots towards you. That's what we've been reduced to. And I'll say, is this from Little Eddie? <laughs> little Eddie. Yeah. It's my nickname. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't. It's not my. F it's a comedy killer, but yet you, we're still killing it. If I'm, you didn't ask, yeah. but I'm. Well, also we can add huge slang. laughs at any point in here. It's uh, I can af I can afford. That. Oh, why don't we right. do that? Why don't we just add massive, massive laughs and huge cheering sounds? Matt, will you do that for us? Yeah, this yes. podcast was filmed before a live studio. Yeah, audience. this that we took no COVID protocols. No one was tested. No one wore a mask. We were all sitting on each other's laps. And... Uh, <laughs> um, I'll hold a Wells Fargo wagon as a... Uh, another note I can't I just, hit. I need to go away. No, you don't. Well, yeah, I want to ask you about true. this show, Candyland. It's on the Food Network. It's the series. Mm. Tell me about Candyland. Is this the actual game, Candyland? Does it have anything to do with that game? Well, first of all, Conan, when the Food Network called, I said... I have to wait and think about this because I'm such a baker. I thought about it for 20 seconds and we were in the pandemic. I thought, give me a face shield, put me on a set, look at it as you're going to learn something and you're going to have these great artists molding and sculpting out of sugar and confection. And I just, they're real artists. What they do is true artistry. I could never do it. I can play Candyland at age five, but right. when I walked on the set, the bra it was like it was like Candyland had come to life, and I was just one of the game pieces. <laughs> it it was it it was a a wonderful surprise. You know what it is? It's like it's architecture. You know the really good uh, bakers, candy makers, 
they are architects. They're actually thinking about like load bearing and how is this going to be three dimensional and how is this going to sparkle and shine and work. So it's pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing. Are you now? Do you get to then eat? The whole set was edible, Conan. <laughs> so I walked on set. The trees were cotton candy, and the set designers like, please don't eat the trees. Leave the licorice lagoon alone. It was incredibly hard for me not to nervous eat. I was nervous eating because there was lollipop village, lemon lime forest, peppermint forest. Also, when most of the the candies are taller than you, and this is true, peppermint forest, the, the sticks of peppermint, I was like, did anybody ask my height? Because they completely went, everything was so massive. I, I just, I loved it. I just loved it. I loved it. I mi- I'll yeah, miss it. it. And you're going to enjoy it because the drama. Right. It's the it's all the drama of, those are my favorite shows. The food competition shows are my favorite shows. I like shows where you have to have a skill. That, those are the shows I like the most. And where people, you know, that's like Great British Baking Show or any of these shows where someone is demonstrating that they have an ability and they actually know things. Those are the shows I like. I like those shows a lot better than ha ha, you're stupid, and we've got footage of you making a mistake. Um, I feel like that's cutting into what Same. I do. You know, that's sort of what I've, that's, I've carved out that niche and people should leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> it's yours, baby. We give it to you. Thank you. Well, I'm looking uh, forward to, uh, to, to seeing it. You're hosting this show. It's on the Food Network um, and it's called Candyland. This looks like it's going to be, uh, it looks like it'd be great. This was a show I can also watch with my kids. My son, who just turned 15, right is an avid baker. He loves making cookies and stuff like that. And he also is always looking for a show like this. So I'll be watching this with him. He's 15. Yeah, he's 15. Did I take like five Ambien? What happened? (laughs) Seriously, what happened? They grow, time goes by. You and I have known each other a long time. He did grow. We did feed him and he did grow. (laughs) And now What's that like? What is that like? I wouldn't know, sir. (laughs) No, I wasn't taunting you. Listen, you're going to, there's still a chance. You could still grow. It could happen anytime now. I think there's a lot of hope for you. Really? Here's my hope. My hope is that you and I get to the other side of this pandemic. And I would love to get into an, in front of an audience with you in any way. Um, and if I have to take second billing, and if I have to take a huge pay cut, because all the money's going to the diva, the big star with the 35 <laughs> octave range. And I'm just the big goof. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it because you and I will have a great time. Wouldn't that be fun? I'd love to do that. You heard it here. Oh, yes. Yes, it would be fun. And I would love it so much. And you heard it here first, everybody. I didn't lure him. I didn't make him. I'll pay you later. You did lure me. You have been provocatively chapsticking your lips constantly this entire interview. And there you go again. Good Lord. It's insanity. Um, He's here too. All right. Well, listen, I want you to behave yourself while you're up there. Okay? Much love. Much love to you. Much love to you. I know I, I want to make sure I let you go because I think they said you have to be out in two minutes. And I want to give you time to... Uh, rehydrate your lips seven more times <laughs> before your next Zoom interview. Okay. Can we please go on tour? Can we please go on tour when it gets safe? I bet All right, you. I could do a tour, but we've got to find some things that I can do. Yes, I can get them to laugh, but people need to know that I can sing as well. <laughs> Danny boy, yeah. the pipes, the pipes oh. are calling. <laughs> And I'm doing a thing with my voice. I sound like Rudy Valley in 1924 <laughs> on a phonograph that's made of human shit. <laughs> human shit. <laughs> All right. Well, God, God bless you. I do love you, Kristen Chenoweth. You're one of my favorite people. And let's see each other on the other side of this madness, okay? Yes, I love you. Same back at you. Bye, guys. And later. Bye. 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 Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com slash Conan. Let's do a little review the reviewers. This is also a good time to say that uh, listeners should rate and review this podcast. And I'll tell you what, you give it a five-star rating, there's a better chance of getting your review talked about on this segment. So go to Apple Podcasts and do that. So we're actually, we're skewing the reviews by saying that. Yeah. And that's okay. That is generally an accepted behavior in podcasting, whatever it takes to get the highest reviews. It's like a little like extortion. Yeah. It's payola. Yeah. Yeah. We might mention you if you give us a five-star review. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Look, I hope the quality of our work our craftsmanship, if you will, uh, would be enough to garner us a five-star review. But if that's not the case, yes, we will mention you and um, who knows? We might send you like a case of Bartlett pears. Just what? as We're not going to. No. I just said that as an example of something that might happen uh, slash will never happen. No, You'll no. never get Bartlett pears from us. Okay, this first review is five stars. Wow, how did that happen? <laughs> from Chow Wee How, and the title is Conan is the best English teacher ever. Conan O'Brien, I'm Howie Chow from China. I've made a huge progress on my English since I started listening to your podcast during this pandemic. Every day, no matter what I'm doing, I want to hear your voice. I imitate your pronunciation, repeat what you said in the show, try to speak an authentic English, and now every people who talk with me says that I sound like a pervert. Five stars. That got me. That, that was got good. Me. You know what? He had me. He seemed so sincere. And then at the end, pervert. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm proud. You know, I've met many people uh, over the course of my many years doing this who've told me, you know, that all they could get was our show or they used to watch the show when they were in a foreign country and that's how they learned English. Huh. I think your English, Sona, improved a lot Whoa. once you started. No, no. Once you started working for me. Well, you, I'm, a, I'm a national speech champion. So I was already oh. crushing it. Yeah. you Have you ever talked about that? You're very proud of it. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. I know. Now, was that graded on a curve of you came from Armenia so that it was... No, no, I'm just, I'm trying to understand. Hey, if you learn to speak English by listening to Conan, do you pronounce Saturday Night Live wrong? Saturday Night Live? It's Saturday Night Live, because I told, (laughs) I explained this to everybody. 
Lauren was actually born in the South. People don't know that. He was uh-huh. born in Toronto and then he lived for a while in the South. And so yeah. he, he does pronounce it Sign Out Live and we always do a little tip of the cap to Lauren. <laughs> Every time you talk to someone and you- You have hard G's. You have very hard G's. Oh, go oh, wow, okay. Sorry, you do. Oh, let me go cry about it. Your G's are like a big glass ashtray well, clanging on a, the floor. If there's a G at the end of the word, I pronounce it. So maybe you do it wrong. That's all. No, you'll say, that's a nice ring That's a and nice I'll ring. Say, it's just ring. Ring. No, there's no guh. We've been through this a lot. Howie. Saturday Night Live. Uh, I'm proud of you. I, that's very cool that we've helped you. Uh, I'm sorry that you sound like a pervert, but if you imitate a man who deep down is perverted and <laughs> oh, has no. perverted feelings, <laughs> then you're going to eventually sound like a pervert. So yeah. that's on you, Howie. You know, you could have, there are many great people you could have listened to and not sounded like a pervert, but you chose an actual man <laughs> who, um, deep down in his, uh, it is, at his core is a pervert. So, um, but I'm very proud of, uh, of that. And I hope you're listening to me more than you're listening to Sona because her G's are very hard. Guys, and- as an objective editor of this podcast, I can tell you it's true. Sona does ring her G's harder, Damn but there it. are things you both do that I have to fix. Like Conan, you start a lot of phrases with, with mouth oh. snaps. Yeah, you know why, don't you? To get attention. No, that's not why I do it. I mean, like sometimes it gets people to stop speaking because it sounds like you're about to speak. It's a little signifier. You know yeah. why I do it, don't oh, you? Oh, I just heard it. Yeah. That's the sound of me taking little pills that keep me alive. Oh. <laughs> so, so fuck you. I have to take constantly, I have these very small pills. Hold on. There are these very small pills I have to take that sustain my life because I have a very unknown condition. Very unknown. Very unknown. Very, it's not unknown. It's very unknown. It's very unknown. And the only, they, thank God, they thought they found these pills. They're very small and I have to take them uh, often when I'm starting a sentence. Mm. Mm. Well, the listener might not know it because I cut a lot of them out. Right. And Sona, you, you clear your throat a lot. Oh, I do. I know, I know that I do that. See, I take ownership of the things that I do <laughs> and the things that I say and pronounce incorrectly. Or if I clear my throat, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I do that. I don't say I take a life-saving pill that no one knows about just to make up for my week. And you're in broadcasting. You've been in broadcasting. <laughs> Have for, I really? Yeah, for 28 <laughs> years. I, you know, can I just say I've never really been a professional Uh, I've been someone who found myself in broadcasting and behaved in this outrageous way. And it has been somehow a career, but I'm not one of those people that went to broadcasting school or ever had, no one ever gave me any training. So if there's the occasional lip smack as I eat tiny little pills that keep me alive, let's let it go. Um, (laughs) Oh, look what Howie's done to you guys. No, no. You know what? I'm, let's stick to the bigger picture. Oh, there it was. Do you hear that? cleared my throat. Uh, Yeah. Sona cleared her throat and uh, let's just hope she never says Ringling Brothers Circus. Um, (laughs) Those Let's just hope you never start a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I keep talking so I never have to start. <laughs> Life-saving pills. I uh, thank you Sorry. very much there for uh, editing the show and making it sound good. But let's stick to the inspirational part of this, which is yeah. a man named Howie who lives in China is learning to speak English by listening to our podcast. And that to me is a beautiful thing. It's yeah. proof that we can learn from each other be brothers and be sisters. I think that's a beautiful thing. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on. Mm, More life. Get to live a little longer. Oh, you guys. I didn't mean to do this to you. Um, Yeah, you took two people who don't get along (laughs) and got us not getting along. This wasn't even about me. This question was about you. That's another thing you do. Me. You extend your ease. Is that true, Matt? Is that Um, true? Me. uh, She'll say... I don't know, don't bother me. This question was not about me. It was about (laughs) you. I don't know why I got sucked into it. I honestly don't know. I I didn't, he told you, you sound like a perv. And then you just started talking (laughs) about my hard G's. I don't know why a guy that goes, would sound like a perv. There's nothing pervy at all about that. Mm. (laughs) Don't do that sound. (laughs) Don't do it in the microphone like that. Oh, oh. I don't even think it's that. He said it was like a. Yeah, is it a? 
Yeah, where did well, you get that? Well, wait a minute. Howie didn't even bring it up. It's our genius uh, <laughs> producer over here who decided to dredge up <laughs> the worst parts of our show and bear, a super air our dirty laundry in front of everybody. That's terrible. Yeah, you're just a genius, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real brain trust. <laughs> or as you would say, genius. Okay, this needs to end. <laughs> genius. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Becton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.